cue the music. What's up, folks? Back at it again, Coach Brooks and I. Uh, second episode of the Volta Collective podcast performance series. So this is take two. Last uh, last time we met, we talked about. Uh, oh man, we talked about a lot. We talked about rant. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to the review here in a bit. Here. Um, Announcements. Let's go over announcements first. Yeah. So, bingo. We've been doing that for closing in on a month. February 26th is your deadline. So, keep your ears open. You might catch some info (laughs) on this one. Uh, However, February 26th, your coaches will be announcing that at uh, class. So, make sure you uh, tally up, mark off the boxes that you need. If you need something else, um, talk to Talk to a friend, talk to a coach, but that's coming up. What else we got? Uh, early birds versus night owls. Uh, in-house competition is coming up. That starts, I believe, not next Friday, but the Friday after. So we're looking at about two, two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. um, which is basically where the uh, early morning classes, the early birds, uh, take on the night owls or the night classes. Uh, there'll be three workouts for three Fridays in a row, I guess I should say, where everyone will come in, do the workout, and the top three men's prescribed scores, top three women's prescribed scores, top three men's scaled, top three women's scaled will all um, be entered into the scoring system. And then at the end of the three weeks, we crown the winner of the Early Birds versus Night Owls trophy. I believe the Running tally right now is early birds have won it three years in a row, and the mm-hmm. night owls took the first one four years back. So, night owls looking for a comeback mm-hmm. for sure. Needing it. Um, treadmill challenge is tentatively coming up. Uh, Race Montana is still kind of pending whether or not they want to go through um, with the treadmill challenge this year since it's kind of a large group gathering due to COVID, etc. Um, keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. We'll be announcing whether or not that's going to happen next month here pretty soon. So, um, quick review on the last performance series podcast. If you guys did not listen to that, we highly recommend, um, giving that a listen. We covered a ton of different topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, what do we cover? I can't even, uh, too many things. Yeah. So... Uh, let's see. We talked about big picture, how to get the most out of your Volta experience. So we talked about the app, um, questions to ask your coach, what the mm-hmm. coaches are looking for. Communicating with coaches. Yeah. Um, what to do before and after class if yep. you if you arrive early or stay late. Yep. Um, I think we talked about consistency. Oh, three keys to success. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Which were consistency intensity and having fun mm-hmm. so a um, lot of good stuff in that last episode if you guys want to give that a listen uh, we're gonna get right into it first topic today goal setting uh, this is super 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 important obviously when you guys join a gym um, you're looking specifically probably for some sort of end goal whether that be i want to have a six pack i want to deadlift 500 pounds i want to train to run a marathon whatever it might be um and goal setting is 
obviously the the first piece to get to that. So, um, Tim, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Goals. <clears throat> Many would probably say I ask this all the time, especially if a new member comes in. Um, it's probably one of the first questions I ask because it really depends on how you approach things day to day. What your goal might be, I guess, in my head. So, if someone, for you to use your example, if someone wants to, um, you know, deadlift or back squat 500 pounds, um, how do we get there? There would be my question. Right. Is like, yeah. If that's the thing, the carrot out here, then uh, how do I get there? Right. So, so oftentimes what we see, and this is this is kind of the common trend, is people set a goal, whether they tell us or write it down, or maybe they're just thinking it to themselves. You know, I want to. We'll just use the weight loss one because that's a lot of what we mm-hmm. um, people that come here, right? They want to look good. They want to yep. look good in a swimsuit. Um, and goal setting, the, I would say goal setting is like not even step one. Yeah. I would say, I would say setting a goal is like the prerequisite. That's the, your intent. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where most people fail is they don't take any action once they set a goal, mm-hmm. right? I'd, I'd say, yeah. I want to lose 20 pounds. That's great. So now I need to make an actionable step to actually get to that goal. So <clears throat> instead of just saying you want to lose 20 pounds, okay, say you're going to lose 20 pounds. We're going to set an end date, right? So we have, or or maybe some kind of checkpoints, mm-hmm. and then we're going to put some actionable steps into place. So um, I think we talked about this in the last episode a little bit. Really good quote from Craig Groeschel. Um, Goals do not get results. Systems get results. Mm, I like that. Being... There's usually one, two, three, four step approaches to accomplishing your goals. Um, and an example would be, let's say if you're going to lose 20 pounds, let's say on Sunday you say that. And you're like, all right, I'm going to get after this week. I'm going to sleep better, eat better. I'm going to work out five days a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what are you actually doing yes. to get there? Uh, a few things would be maybe packing your gym bag for the week, mm-hmm. doing some meal prep, Getting some some good protein, some vegetables, some things prepped so that when you're on the fly, you don't make those bad decisions that pull you further away from your yeah. goal. Um, like maybe, you, had, sorry, you had said earlier about um, setting yourself up for success. Yeah, He's just having those little things like my gym bag's already packed. I don't even have to think about what what I'm going to wear to the gym, or right? Which set of wrist straps, just. Grab the bag, walk out the door with my coffee. And, and grab I'm, it and go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's um, sounds very obvious, I know, but again, that's where probably most people would fail is, um, I shouldn't say, yeah, failing's cool. We talked about that on the mm, last episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, however, that's where most people are going to fall short is they're going to set a goal, but they're not going to take any actionable steps to kind of put it into play to set themselves up for success. So you say... On Sunday, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. By Wednesday, you don't have anything prepared. You haven't put any systems in place to get there. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're you know, throwing down a bottle of wine and eating a half a chocolate cake by yourself while you're watching a chick flick. Yeah. And then you're and then you're seriously setting yourself you know, away from that goal because you didn't 
do a little bit of meal prep or kind of plan out your food for the week and, and kind of how you're going to do it. So again, super simple steps, um, but it's something that that really makes a difference when you are goal setting. So, so again, don't just set a goal, set some actionable steps and put them in place. A super simple one, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was basically the point of if you have something that you want to do, like let's say you're not good at brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, I'm not going to brush my teeth, uh, you can get the, like, let's say you don't brush your teeth in the morning, whatever. You can take your toothbrush, you can put toothpaste on it, and you can set it by the sink so that when you get up in the morning, you see it, it's there, all you have to do is put it in your mouth and start scrubbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're setting yourself up for that rather than saying, I'm going to brush my teeth in the morning. You don't do anything, mm-hmm. and then you get up, you forget about it, next thing you know, you you know yeah something else came up right yeah yeah that brings me to think about um when i first started coming here i was living by myself in a in a house so i didn't really have too many distractions but every morning i did the same thing over and over for probably a year i got up I already had the coffee prepped. Mm-hmm. I had my water sitting on the counter <laughs> yes. that I had already put salt and lemon in. All I had to do was grab it, throw it down my gullet, make coffee, brush teeth. It was like clockwork, but it got rid of the thinking part. I didn't have to think about what I was going to do. Just autopilot. Like press and play and yep. done deal. Since then, I've, of course, <laughs> I slept <laughs> off a yeah, little <laughs> Life changes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so one of the things i guess with performance um in mind not necessarily losing losing weight we'll kind of use this as another example um let's talk about maybe what are some of the things that we can do in the gym when it comes to performance or goal setting and how we can actually take actionable steps to put that in place um tim you've started doing a lot of kind of personal training I do a lot of it, remote mm-hmm. coaching, personal training in the gym as well. Um, and let's, I guess, just talk about why why that's important. Obviously, that's step one would be setting a goal and then you make an appointment or, or seek advice out from someone that can help mm-hmm. or maybe help you put those actionable steps into place. So um, the floor is yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> I'll use the example of, uh, well, so we did talk about um, weight loss being something, and that's a that's a fairly straightforward because you could look at, you know, where where am I now? Where do I want to be? Like you talked about, where's the place we're going, and then how do we get there? The actionable steps mm-hmm. for like personal training, maybe it's getting your first pull up, or uh, maybe it's coming to the gym uh, and staying uninjured because you have this reoccurring injury mm-hmm. happening. Um, First would be just identifying the thing, which most often comes from conversation I find with people is just most people know the answers to the questions, but they don't know the, the questions that um, are going to lead to those answers, which is makes sense to me. Um, so let's say you have an injury. Um, when does that injury occur? And why do you think it occurs? Most people do know those things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when I when I back squat or I deadlift, my back hurts. Right. Religiously. Okay. W- why do you think that is? And most people generally know, 
Well, I think it's because of this. Like, okay. So from that, I usually lead into assessment. And that's really to, um, that's where the rubber meets the road, where we're figuring out exactly where are you short, tight? Um, where do you have limitations? And where can we put like measurements to it? So the, the phrase that uh, my cohorts at Active Life would use is assess, don't guess. So rather than saying like, well, my, uh, my overhead squat, I'm always leaning forward and I think it's because of this. You may be like pretty close to the yeah. answer, <laughs> but if we do an assessment, there's probably other things that are going to come up and religiously almost always do of the people that I've assessed, something else comes up and then it leads more into the conversation of, oh yeah, I had that injury way back when. Right. And maybe that's why my ankle is tight. It's always like an up upstream or downstream issue from, yeah. Yeah, totally. That's a great way to put it. Um, so assess, don't guess. We don't want to guess what the thing is. We just want to say, okay, do you have full range here? Yes or no? Cool. So assess first. And then um, the things we'd look for in assessment, uh, first and foremost, is flexibility. So if you think about, um, oh gosh, well, let's take a door, for example. A door swings open. Um, flexi flexibility would be a door opening as wide as it can normally. But say little Jimmy stuffs a box behind the door and now the door doesn't <laughs> open all the way. Mobility generally is less than flexibility. But say you have some restriction, the box, and the door doesn't open all the way. So assessment finds well, what is it that's, that's not allowing the door to open all the way. Right. Another way to do it would be to take your finger, point it straight out, and use your other hand and pull up on your finger or up and back, like you're trying to ex pull your finger back towards your wrist. That's flexibility. It's how far, how far does that joint move under right. tension? What's your end range? Mm-hmm. And then mobility would be using, taking the same finger and muscularly pulling it from level and up and back as far as you could. Mm -hmm. So, Generally, mobility is less than flexibility, and that's about normal. But So we're assessing for those two things. And if those two things are good, then a lot of times it could be a strength issue or uh, overuse. Maybe there's an injury there. Right. that, Or like a, like a side-to-side -side imbalance, like a right-left right, right -left imbalance, glute imbalance, or hamstring, something like that. Yes, which I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> More often than not, of the few strength tests I've seen, we all have imbalances. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have scoliosis yep. or um, an old injury on one side, uh, surgical procedure or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff turns into just snowballs into, I don't overhead squat very well. or And right. maybe it's not always um, that... I can't overhead squat. It might just be like, I can't do the daily things. Like I can't reach out with a bottle of water and set it down because now my shoulder hurts. Mm -hmm. So with one-on-one um, -on -one training, like you said, you've done a lot more than I have, but um, 
it's really getting personal and getting getting deep on the issue of like where's your history what's going on right now and where do we need to go what do we need to spend time on and what do we can we just ignore yeah Um, and that's that's really the the key to these person personal training sessions obviously it comes with a price but everyone everything mm -hmm. costs something yeah um and it's a great way to if you think about it as far as like time frame right so we offer group classes Within those group classes, we have only one hour. And if I have 15 athletes, if I break it down like very simply, I have basically four minutes per athlete, mm-hmm. which is not much time at all. If you're kind of sp- spreading the love throughout the gym, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but that's where the personal training thing comes in, whether it's an injury or some like an assessment that we do with you or strength assessment or injury assessment, um, or even if it's just more on the performance side of things, maybe you don't have an injury but you, you know, I, I'm struggling with double unders or, you know, the, the clean and jerk just doesn't make sense to me, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. The 30 minute and one hour skill sessions that we offer, it truly does make a big difference. Yeah. And it's, it's one hour, you with a coach, one-on-one, where we can dial in one or two things. And it's pretty insane how much progress you can actually make with someone in an hour. I've had some really, really, really successful one hour one-on-one sessions with people where you just see it click and the light bulb comes on Mm -hmm. and i mean i think it's worth it yeah everyone else says it's worth it so (laughs) i'm assuming it's worth it yeah you're putting in a lot of focused effort on one thing yeah versus in an hour class you've got the warm-up and the specific warm-up and then the strength and yeah. You don't. You never really get a lot of time to just dial in those couple little things that there's a there's a lot of moving parts and pieces in a one hour class and it is difficult to you know though we'd like to get that one-on-one attention where we can and cue here there encourage there's just it's not possible to get to everyone and spend the amount of time that we'd like to i Mm -hmm. guess with people so yeah um i did have one other point i was just thinking about hit me with it um let's see when it oh so when it comes to one on like one on one time, see my thought left me already. <laughs> Always happens. We'll come back around to it. Yeah, we can come back around to it. Mm-hmm. Blacked out. Yep. Oh, which might be a good time to drop our ooh our uh, <laughs> bingo. Man, that was well placed. Yeah. Nice work. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'd like to say you set me up for it, but I think you actually did black out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is gonna be. Maybe not quite as easy as you guys thought. This will be fun, though. You can use um, your brains and your minds, too. Okay. That's it, right? Uh-huh. All right. So <clears throat> instead of just a password that you tell a coach, we're going to make this a little more fun. We have a riddle for you guys <laughs> that you'll have to solve and tell a coach the correct answer <laughs> in order to get your your blackout. So here it goes. Pretty simple. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total. The bat cost a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? So this is a little riddle. Going to be a little bit of math involved in this. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll say it one more time so that you guys can maybe jot this down and think on it. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total. The bat cost a dollar more than the ball. 
how much does the ball cost? So that is your uh, <laughs> little challenge there for you guys looking to get the bingo blackout, which I know for a lot of you guys is the final square. Um, and again, once you guys get that answer, tell the coach, hopefully you get it correct. Make sure you get your bingo cards turned in mm-hmm. by 26. the 26th, which is this Friday, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Or, yep. Okay, so there you have it. Um, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about uh, one-on-one training. I still haven't thought about what I was going to say. It'll so. come to you. It'll yeah. come to you. All right, we're um, going to dive into probably my least favorite topic. <laughs> but one that deserves some time. <clears throat> one, one that definitely deserves a lot of time. So mm-hmm. uh, supplements. Supplements. Probably I get, I would say two to three questions on average per week um, on supplements what should I what should I take what supplement how what supplement can I take that I can lose 20 pounds by tomorrow what supplement is gonna put 30 pounds of muscle on me by next week you know before I go to the Bahamas yeah um, it's always about supplement 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 uh, I will start off by saying that the supplement industry is probably the most gimmicky industry of all and it might surprise some people there's a lot of people that i know that are very smart have mm-hmm. owned a business own multiple businesses have a college education they have a right they're very smart individuals supplements are one of those things where everybody will fall for mm-hmm. it people are so gullible when it comes to supplements and what they see and what they read um, and so I, we'll start off by saying that, um, one, one other thing to think about before we kind of dive into supplements, maybe what you might want to take, what to avoid, etc., is the majority of the supplement industry is not FDA regulated, which means that they can pretty much put whatever they want to, or say whatever they want to on a label or package. And they could put straight up powdered sugar mm-hmm. in a creatine supplement yep. and call it creatine. And you're taking it has creatine powdered, in it. you're taking a teaspoon of powdered sugar every day before your workout. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the placebo works. Yes, and yeah, I mean, uh, there's the, also the placebo to talk about. Um, so, I guess getting into the the nitty gritty here. Um, and this is the other point I'll make is some people might not know this. Uh, we learned this from the Whole30 Nutrition a while back is that people sh- oftentimes shop for organic, right? Thinking that they're getting mm-hmm. like a leg up or that it's a little healthier than, uh, you know, whatever normal pesticide sprayed vegetable yeah. you're buying. Uh, it can say on the label, it can say organic and it can also say a hundred percent organic and it does not have to be organic Hmm. it actually has to say since it is regulated food is regulated by the fda it actually has to say 100 percent usda organic Hmm. in order for it to be truly 100 percent organic so there's little marketing phrases and things like that buzzwords right Mm -hmm. that are all over 
the nutrition and supplement industry and it's important to kind of know that kind of stuff before you go out and you and you look at that because a lot of stuff that maybe you've already bought there's stuff that i bought in the past you know when i was in high school thinking i was going to take this supplement i was going to get jacked from it Mm -hmm. and it turns out it was basically just a bunch of you know a bunch of nothing yeah in a pill form or something (laughs) yeah um so what was the site that you were telling me about Mm. actually before this and i've seen some other websites like it but um, labdoor.com labdoor yep not not labrador uh, um, it's lab. That's what I thought it was for a long time. Lab door. Yep, l a b d o o r dot com, and that site just gives you it. You can buy supplements through them, I believe. Oh, you can. I think you can, okay. or you can purchase through the site to the to a vendor. But right. Okay. Mainly, I used it for finding purity in supplements that I was looking for. Or using even so, like the protein we have, or like if you're looking for a fish oil, mm-hmm. it'll show you um, how pure is this product based on how on what the label says and what it's um, supposed to have. Um, so it's a good resource if anything yeah. else. Just to there's a lot of information in there, but it's a good resource to just at least get a some essay on like, right. well, does this have what I want? Or what it says it has, right? Or is it a bunch of sugar with right? A bunch of fillers, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And simply put, I would say that a good rule of thumb to go by is if you can't pronounce what's on the back of your whatever supplement you're taking, mm-hmm. or the ingredient list is longer than I would, I'll give you like four ingredients. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be taking it because it's. I guarantee you it's going to be mostly fillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> again, it's just a gimmicky industry. For those of you that are on social media, I mean, that's all it is. It's just, it's buzzwords. It's companies paying athletes to use their supplement mm-hmm. and say that this is what's helped me. Yeah. Um, but if you really ask yourself the question, like if you look at any amazing athlete, Olympic athlete or or whatever, you can't tell me that their success is based off what what protein powder they're taking. Not a chance. Yes, yeah, like so, what percentages would that be? You think? I mean, I'll give it three percent. Yeah, <laughs> I On would the give. Strong end. I would say if you're looking to gain that that extra little percent from maybe whatever supplements you're taking, I would say at most you're going to get three percent, and that's probably being pretty generous. Generous <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I would say it's probably closer to 1%. Yeah. It has very little to do with your outcome of whatever goal or intent you have with taking that supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I'm not saying that all supplements are a waste. Mm-hmm. I would say a few things that uh, I, w- I would not consider protein powder necessarily a supplement because it's one of our main macronutrients that we need, protein, fat, carb. Um so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that call it a supplement. However, you can get bad protein powder. Oh yeah. I mean, there's some Definitely. stuff like I said that you look at the ingredient list. You got you know 70 things on there, and you can't pronounce the rest of them after the second ingredient. Yeah. And it claims it's this and that, and you know, oh, 
anabolic time window you know this is going to take you to the the next level Mm -hmm. just whatever it is yeah um so there are bad protein powders but there also are some some quality protein powders Mm -hmm. as well if you're going to take a supplement that's definitely not like a bad one to take Mm post-workout i would say a a post-workout shake within 20 minutes of your workout is very powerful yeah just to kind of kickstart the recovery process yeah you talked about that numerous times and Mm -hmm. pledged on it a little bit like if you're gonna drink protein or you know it's on the bingo card yeah drink protein immediately after your workout and and that's when we get into like we really get into the nitty-gritty of nutrition stuff i mean timing does have a big effect on Mm -hmm. on what we consume when we consume it um so that's yeah Timing is everything for sure with, with something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, other supplements that you may want to be taking, (laughs) uh, fish oil. Do you take fish oil? I do. I take fish oil. Yep. It's, it's a joint juice Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. I know Corinne, Corinne takes it religiously and talks highly of, she uses the SFH. Mm -hmm. That's what I use. Yeah. I, I definitely would say that, uh, getting a, a quality fish oil is um really beneficial for for joint mm-hmm. um it a lot of people that have like um uh arthritis yeah. things like that it mm-hmm. it has been shown to help drastically with that kind of stuff so um again not saying that you have to take it i think it's a a good supplement to take if you're going to take a supplement uh other supplements, maybe vitamin D nowadays. <laughs> well, okay, so so like a multivitamin, sure, yeah, yeah, um, you did talk is about not that. a bad thing to take. And there's some actually pretty cool sites that I've seen recently where you send in, you do like some blood work, mm-hmm. and you send it in, and they do tests on it, and they basically show what you're deficient in, and then mm-hmm. they they create a multivitamin specifically for you really it's super expensive but that's kind of how where people are getting Mm -hmm. which is really cool um there are again some really crappy multivitamins out there that are like i mean you can't tell me that the flintstones vitamins that i took that taste like candy (laughs) when i was little (laughs) actually had had a whole lot you know that was actually helping me yeah back in the day though that's just what you did oh i would eat those yeah, mm-hmm. climb up in the cabinet, grab the Flintstones vitamins off the top <laughs> shelf, and eat about twenty of them. That's uh, why you're so strong now. Yeah. Uh, so, other than that, um, creatine. I guess that's another big one. That's very. Mm-hmm. I would say creatine is probably the most um, well-known performance supplement. Uh, it has been studied for a long time, and there are a lot of resources that have proven its effectiveness mm-hmm. um a lot of creatines have been known to to hold water uh which can create like a little bit of weight gain or a lot of times people that get like a like a less than ideal creatine supplement will have like some bloating issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that which is typically a good sign if you have a bad supplement you're gonna you're gonna feel those effects like a little yeah. bit gassy kind of bloated yeah feeling um <laughs> it makes me think of my creatine experience like way back in the in the 90s it was, it was bad and we're not gonna talk about you're it you're probably taking 
anabolic steroids and oh, powders man. were back in the nineties. Gosh, it was <laughs> it was it was it wasn't good. Okay, well, I'll tell you that. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Take it from me. Yeah. So, uh, what what other ones might be? Uh, oh, I'll say this: branch chain amino acids. Oh yeah. Again, that one a, comes up a lot. There's a lot of bad, 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 bad BCAA mm-hmm. supplements or like pre-workout supplements um, that are just garbage and mm-hmm. sugar. However, there are some good ones again that get really good reviews. Uh, branch chain amino acids, especially for those of you that are maybe um, subscribing to more of a plant-based diet, would. Mm-hmm by far be the number one supplement that I would look to get uh, only because with a lot of the folks that are kind of doing the vegetarian type or vegan type nutrition, um, it lacks complete proteins. Mm -hmm. And that's where those branched chain amino acids come in is they can actually help kind of complete the, the protein, the incomplete protein or broken protein. And they can kind of make it whole so that it's actually digestible to your body, mm-hmm. um, which is super important. I think, I believe, don't quote me on this, pea protein is the only complete plant protein, mm. uh, which is why the whole pea protein craze is kind of taking off right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so definitely something to consider uh, if you're subscribing to that style of nutrition. And if not, too, probably not a bad thing to take. Yeah. So I guess to round it out from what I've been hearing from you and to step back a little bit earlier in this, having a, a regular schedule of doing something consistently, like if that's your actionable item that you're doing, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to – my joints hurt on a regular basis. So I'm going to take, for example, um, fish oil, and I do it on a regular basis – then I can see what the outcome is, but I need to do it regularly and consistent. Um, quality, quality is the key always. That's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah which I guess makes sense. Um, whether it's whole food or anything else or water, uh, I've I've learned from previous oh. experiences that I could be taking in a lot of crap. Water, in the water's water. the best supplement. <laughs> yeah, right. It's one way to, It's one I don't drink enough of for sure. Um, so, um, regularity, quality, um, and I guess why, maybe the bigger, bigger picture of why am I taking this supplement and do your research, right. know why you're taking it specifically and how do I find out if this is a good quality one? Right. Don't just take a supplement to take a supplement. Yeah. And, and if you ever find a supplement that's claiming to do something crazy drastic rapid fast mm-hmm. it's question it's gimmicky <laughs> yeah. yeah i guarantee yeah. it's gimmicky and again when it comes <clears throat> to the fact that though we just listed off a few supplements that you know if you're going to take any supplements those are probably what i would package in is like what, what was that five yeah. four uh, i think five um other than that i don't recommend even taking anything i personally don't take any supplements other mm-hmm. than fish oil um because I, I know that my time and my energy and my money is better spent yeah. focusing on quality nutrition, mm-hmm. quality foods, rather than trying to fix or mask some problem. Your your poor diet. Yes. With a bunch of supplements, you're just wasting your money. Yes. So. Yes. Which probably takes me back again to why would I seek 
why would I seek advice from someone else? Like, for example, Don as our nutrition coach, mm-hmm. or you for one-on-one stuff, or for skill stuff. It's like going to your banker or your um, uh, oh, what do you call them that handle like stocks? What does Kaiser do? Stockbroker? Yeah. So day trader? A day trader. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hate us for that. Um, why would I go to somebody? And pay somebody for these things. And really, it's like shortening the learning curve and not having to... You could do all the research if you want to, or you can shorten the learning curve and spend money rather than your own time to get to where you want to be, I guess. Right. So, like, I don't know anything about stocks. I would go to Kaiser if I was going to invest in stocks or Bitcoin or whatever. So, maybe that's a shameless plug, but... Nowadays, my time is really valuable. Right. So I would much rather just say, like, Brooks, what do I need to do for right. this? But it's a good, I mean, <clears throat> if you think about it, the amount, of, I think I read some uh, statistic a while ago, <clears throat> I think it was last year sometime, and it was something about the fact that the majority of the people that work out on average spend, it was like $140 a month on supplements. Wow. Um, which is a lot. Damn. I mean, I know people, some people that spend. That's months for the men- membership. Well, yeah. Or it could be a couple personal training sessions. Yeah. It could be, you know, go to the grocery store and stock up on a bunch of just awesome nutrient-dense food. Mm-hmm. So your money is better spent elsewhere is sure. kind of the, if we're going to kind of wrap it up there, it, it nutrition is the big picture. Yes. And working out and being consistent. Supplements has so little to do with it, and I know that's probably not what everybody listening wants to hear. You mm. like just give me that magic pill that's going to get me what I want, but flat out, it just it doesn't exist. Yeah, unless you're taking some sort of like serious injection drug that mm-hmm. you know you you get gonna, on the black market. You're not gonna yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna yeah yeah. <clears throat> so uh, my last little plug I thought of, or my last little piece. Um, to go back to the um, one-on-one stuff, um, the big thing about when it comes to personal training, for me, our class, you see a lot of athletes and you only get, like you said, about four to five minutes per athlete in that hour to interact. But having, say, an injury or you know maybe we just don't move as well as we want to, there's only so much we can do in that hour. And in my head, if we're modifying around something because maybe we don't have the skill for the movement, that's one thing. If we're modifying around something because of an injury, that would be a whole other case and something to be spent time on as in we should look further into this. Right. So the, the, the frustration I always had before I took the active life course was like, I see people that have issues, Mm -hmm. but I can't do anything about it because I don't have the knowledge or whatever. The the time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the time. That's probably the more important part. So now it's like I see see this. Now there's more options that Mm -hmm. we we can provide basically to get people to the point where now I don't have to modify or better yet, I don't have pain coming in or going out of the gym, so... Yeah. That was my last bit. Yeah, I mean, that's... We've kind of been beating the dead horse, but for mm-hmm. sure, I mean, the one-on-one stuff is is really, really, really important, and that's where you're going to, you know, get more bang for your buck there, especially if you're someone who is 
you don't want to be stay injured forever. I mean, having yeah. those nagging pains in the gym is super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and or it's and a lot of times it's better to catch those things early rather than you know. And here there's we don't we've never had like any super extreme like crazy injuries. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the injuries that we're dealing with in here it's like a it's like a slow creep. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's kind of nipping on your heels. And it's there and it's annoying and you know it's there, but you just kind of keep pushing through it. Yeah. And then it really amplifies and increases again, either upstream or downstream. Mm-hmm. And that's where if you're having those issues, let's take care of it. Yeah. It's that yeah. simple. So yep. um, I think we Man. pretty much nailed it. 40 minutes. New record. New record podcast. There's a uh, lot shoved into that 40 minutes. Yeah. So, so where again, are we going from here? If you guys uh, need to go back and get the bingo riddle mm-hmm. uh you can rewind hopefully you guys can can figure that one out it's a bit of a thinker tim and i both it took us a minute <laughs> we both got stumped for a while <laughs> <clears throat> um all right that wraps it up for performance series number two next week we are going to be talking about uh gymnastics kind of the uh, why gymnastics is kind of the slow roll when it comes to making progress in the gym compared to other movements and what we can do to kind of increase our effectiveness on those gymnastics movements. And then we're also going to sit down with our nutrition coach, uh, performing Don, Don McMaster. She just recently got her performance. I'm butchering that. Mm, uh, uh per- PN, performance nutrition. <laughs> Precision. Precision. I knew it. Sorry, sorry Don. Uh, Precision Nutrition Level 1, very, very knowledgeable, and we're going to kind of sit down with her. She has a very unique approach to nutrition. Mm -hmm. It's very personalized, as it should be. Um, There's definitely not one program that's going to work for everyone, so Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to sit down and chat with her. That's pretty much it for today. You got anything, Tim? Man, that was good. That was good. I'm tired. We crushed it. It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.